Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Welcome to Financials Podcast, Future Rich. My name is Barbara Ginty, and I am your host. I'm also a CFP, which is a certified financial planner, and I am here with my guest today. I'm gonna. I feel like I might butcher this. Nacrae. Yep. Did I get it right? You did. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Pronunciation isn't always my strong suit, so <laughs> I always with some of these fake names. Oh gosh, sorry. Yeah, I definitely wanted to be, you know, fun and creative, so. I like it. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? How much you make? What do you do? All the deets. Okay. So I am from Atlanta, Georgia. Um, I'm a recent, like I recently graduated in May. Um, So I have my master's in architecture and now I'm in Atlanta um, working for an architecture firm. And then I also have a part-time job at Lush, which is super fun. Um, Oh, at Lush? The soap place? Yep. Cool. And you're also our first architect. Oh, wow. Exciting. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah, it is really cool. I'm not like a licensed architect yet. So technically, I can't tell you I'm an architect, but I would go under the title of architectural designer. Um, So yeah, still in the field. Very nice. And how old are you? I'm 24. 24. Very nice. That seems like a really interesting career path. How did you end up on that? So ironically, you know, I did not even know about architecture. Like, you know, everybody knows about it, but I didn't really think about it as a major because my first love is art and anything creative. So I was definitely going to school for art. And I just heard the term starving artist maybe one too many times. So I was like, let me find something else to do. And it just so happened that my art instructor um, at a summer camp that I went to, he went to school for architecture and he was like, you would be good at this you should try it and I tried it and I just never changed my major so it worked out oh it's amazing and you already and you already got a job and you graduated last May yep I was actually interning at the place that I work now um since I think my sophomore year so it was a very smooth transition but yes straight out of school I have I have a job in architecture so box number one checks off yeah absolutely and then how much do you make with your job as an architectural designer so I am a contract worker there. So I get paid out for the, oh gosh, here we go. Um, oh, 10 $10.99. And so for this year, it was 20285 And then and then your W-2 at Lush, right? Yes, at Lush. Um, okay, so my gross pay was 2854 And then what's, um, so give me the rundown on what's your living situation? What are your bills like? So this is very timely. Um, I just came back from a trip for for grad school. I'm going back to school um, in Minnesota. So right now I'm living with my... Yeah, I know. So random, right? (laughs) They have a really cool program um, that helps me get my license in architecture, which is really what I want to do. And they pay for it. So I was like, I will go. Oh, wow. Okay. So 
So the only way to get the license to get the full architecture title mm -hmm. is to go back, is to go back to school. Um, not for everybody. You do have to have your okay. master's in architecture, which I already do have that. So I already started like the prerequisites for getting my license, but they help you with the testing and pay for the test. Um, and a lot of my classes will be centered around for passing the exam. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So this is very friendly. Okay. Yeah. So when, when are you planning on going back to school? Are you planning this fall? Yeah, so it'll be this fall. I've been living at home since I graduated in May. So I've been able to save a lot. Um, when I go to school, I will have to come out of pocket for housing um, and maybe a tiny bit for tuition, but I'm really hoping that I'll be able to find like apprenticeships and everything to cover that. But I know I'll be paying for housing. But you think you can probably get the tuition covered with with part-time work yeah yeah so the way the program is you work you're working for a firm and then you're also working for the school so a lot of my tuition will be already like knocked off and then the rest I, I can pay for it with the money that I get from the school like for being paid for my research and stuff like that so most of the tuition is already like covered by the fellowship and then also the money that they give me through the fellowship I can just throw back towards my tuition. So it's, I'm not technically coming out of pocket. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's really great. Okay, so then you just have to cover housing, which is what you'd probably have to cover. Exactly, for, you know, right. That's why I was like, I can do that because I wasn't gonna stay at home, you know, forever. So eventually I was gonna have to pay for housing. Yeah. So this, it works out. Perfect, and then what, are you, what is, how do you know, have an idea what housing will run? Well, there? I, I have like an old classmate who's there now. Well, not through the program, but she lives in Minnesota now. And she's saying that she's paying for, she's paying like 1200 for a single. It is a little bit like outside of the city where I would be. Um, and it's not close okay. to light rail, which I'm assuming that any place by the light rail, which I will need, will be more expensive. Um, and okay. I don't, yeah, I told you I don't want to need it. So it'll be a single, but, um, so I'm thinking like 1200 to maybe 1600. I don't really know. I need to do more research, but. Okay. So you probably are going to need then like with food and other things, probably like depending on what you end up paying, like somewhere between 2000, 2200, uh -huh. 2300. Yeah. Does that sound about right? Okay. And what is your plan as of now to pay for that? Yeah, that's part of my struggle. So, I mean, it, what I, I have, I think I do good saving. Um, okay, cool. But I, well, let's, so let's, circle okay. back then so what do you do you, what do you owe for your undergrad and your master's um the the part the portion that's under my name i owe fifty one thousand, and my parents have the rest so i'm basically paying for my grad years and they have got it okay and and they're gonna pay the undergrad for um, you um hopefully <laughs> so far they are <laughs> <laughs> Like, I'm just, I know, I'm just gonna wait, wait some more years before I question that. Like, oh, did you want me to help? Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so you have 51. So, is that amount currently, are you paying on that or is it deferred? I am paying on it. You are, okay. What is that payment? So, per month, it's um, $551. Wow, man, that's a hefty yeah. amount. And are you just on the 10 year repayment program? I you know? think I am because I did the math when I first got that and it, it was about 10 years. Yeah, I think you probably are, but I would, it definitely is worth confirming with them that if you make this by 51 payment, 
a month that you'll be done in 10 yeah. years. I know it's, I know it's income-based. I don't know if that automatically, they do that yeah. in two years or. If it's income-based, it might not be the 10 it year. It might be longer. It might be longer. Yeah. Yeah. So you definitely want to check okay. with them and everyone who's, who's listened to the podcast, you have to really yeah. harass them to get the information. They don't, they don't easily tell you what payment plan you are, which is my mind. Cause it would be like, if you had a mortgage and you called up to ask what type of mortgage you have, they should like definitely tell you they make it very difficult. Oh, gosh. So just oh, know gosh. you're in for like a little bit of a battle, but you want something in writing to know. So what I would say to them is if you're making 551 payment a month, when at what point is your loan paid off in full because you definitely want to know because what we hear happen a lot or even Mm -hmm. on the podcast is people will be making these really high Mm -hmm. payments but because of the way they're being applied because they're not in a 10-year payoff that they end up making these really high payments and then after five or six years they look at it and they actually owe more money and i was i was trying to look like i know the first few payments i made i tried to go into the breakdown and it tells you what each loan and of course like what amount of your money is going to interest into the base. And I mean, I know the numbers, but I don't actually know what that means. Do you want to see how much of it is going to interest versus how much is going to principal? So the amount that's going to principal is going to help you pay off the loan. That's the amount that you borrowed. And the interest is what they're, is what they're charging you to have borrowed that. And the interest, like you want to know how high your interest rates are. Um, cause it's great that you've been making the $551 payments. We just want to make sure that they're actually getting you ahead. I guess this question is along the lines of this, um, because so unfortunately last time I paid, like something happened where they couldn't recognize the bank and they returned my payment, but I didn't know. And so when I went in to pay the next time, my last payment was late and I got really freaked out. Um, so I was thinking about doing like the automatic payments. Does that change, um, like how much goes to the principal or am I still able to like gauge that if I do automatic or they just so they for in my experience they typically do what they want with the payment so you just want to know what they're doing automatic if you set it up automatic you should be yeah they did say it's point two point two five reduction okay so what I would do is do an automatic payment for whatever the the your regular payment is and then if you're going to pay any extra you want to make sure it's applied to the principal okay which is yeah and if you so for instance, let's say your payment's five fifty one, but you're going to pay six hundred. If you just send them six hundred, that extra forty nine dollars isn't automatically applied to principal, depending on your lender. Most often, with most major lenders, it's just treated as an early yeah. payment, and right. you don't want to be early because early do. won't do anything for you. Yeah, it may <laughs> like it, but it yeah. doesn't help you. But I would do it to get the, I would definitely do it to get the, the small interest okay. rate reduction. Yeah, because I was, I, when they said that, I was like, so what's the catch though? Like what happens after that? Yeah, that's like, good. So like, that's if smart. I try to ever opt out, like what are you going to do? Yeah, that's smart to ask them that because they yeah. really do suck. <laughs> okay, then. Um, no, I think that's great that you've been making the payments. That was smart to do that while you were living at home and didn't have yeah, as many expenses. Yeah, it's definitely like killed a lot of my savings. Yeah, absolutely. So how much do you know in your balance right now is 51000 right? It's about, it's a, it's probably like a little, it's probably like 50000 And then how much do you have saved up? So this is going to be an interesting answer. Okay. You're the first person <laughs> when I ask about this savings is to, to preface it as this is going to be interesting. <laughs> My parents like joke joke on me saying that I'm like super super cheap and I like really have a a tight fist when it comes to money. So um, I was 
I like that. That's good. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I never feel like I'm good. So I just kind of get scared. So my total savings is, um, so 23,000. Um, that's fantastic. But I will tell you, I, 9,000 of that is like in a, well, it's not in anything yet, but I literally don't count that usually because I, I like, I got it from a settlement and I'm just like, okay, that's like, don't ever touch that money unless you're dying. Um, and then the, <laughs> the rest I have, like, I have different savings because I have savings, like, um, savings don't touch. So like, don't touch ever, excluding yep. the 9,000. And then I have saving emergency because I've heard that a lot on the podcast too. Yep. Um, and then I have, like, I, I got a raise from when I graduated at my architectural job. So I just okay. saved my raise and I'm just still on, you know, living off the same um, wage that I got. When I, was I love intern. that. That's amazing. Yeah, that was my dad's tip. And I was like, that's smart. So that's very smart. Um, I did that. Um, and then the way I save, it's on a percentage. Um, so it's different every month because I am a contract worker. I don't get like a, a base a, right. or a set salary. Yeah. Um, so I'll say my saving habits, like for my architectural job, is like 26% of my check. And then I save about. 0.5% of my check at Lush. They create you are my spirit animal. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you do all of this. This is amazing. <laughs> what you should be doing. This is fantastic. Yay. Because I feel uh, a little like all over the place with like my money. And well, you're also like, it's like, why do you do so much? I'm like, I just don't know. But, but you're yeah. also getting going. Like you're one of our yeah. younger participants here as a guest. Yeah, I've been listening to a lot of financial podcasts, and I'm like, I need to get it together because I don't want to work forever. I am with you on that. <laughs> no, this is great. Okay, so you have 23 all in, but you don't like to count nine of it because that was from a settlement, and you want to keep that separate. Right. Is that about right? Okay. Yeah. Wow, so you did a great job saving. So you actually have, you can definitely cover some of your housing costs right out of the gate. Secretly, want to just pay off your student loans, but I know we probably can't do that quite yet. Yeah. Um, do your parents know that you have this much money saved? Don't tell them. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I don't. I don't know that they have the number, but they know my like methods. So I'm pretty sure they're like, you know what, you have enough money. Like you're okay. Because even when I told them that I was considering like moving out, and I was like, I don't think I can do it. They're like, you're crazy. I'm sure. You sure, can you could do it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because you have about 14000 in your savings, which is, which is fantastic given, yeah, that's fantastic. So we just have to figure out what we're going to do with you going back to school and you already have student loans and you have to cover housing costs. So what in your mind was your plan for covering house? So let's just say like with you, I, I would love to see you continue to make the 551 payment and mm -hmm. I, would love, I would love for you to find out if that's the 10 year payment or not and just let me know but if let's just round it up to 600 and then so you probably need all in 3,000 for an apartment food and your student loan payment mm -hmm. I'm allocating no time to fund because you're gonna be working two jobs. <laughs> <laughs> what what in your head like what were you thinking about how to cover that cost were you thinking that you'd have extra money from working at the architecture firm in this school or well, no, because that's going to really cover tuition, right? Well, this this is kind of an issue. So I do have a lot of money saved up, but I've been looking. I don't have a 401k. And I was looking to, like, put a lot of that in investments so I wouldn't have a lot of it freed up for, like, paying, like, my rent next year. So I guess, like, 
maybe all of the money that I make from now till I go to school will definitely go in a pot for my rent for next year, like rent and expenses and just living costs. Um, okay. But I don't really know how much I should take from my savings for like my past savings for my living. So here, okay, so I'm going to, I love the idea that you want to do retirement and here's kind of what I'm thinking so we can meet in the middle because mm-hmm. I want you to get rid of the $51,000 yeah. debt <laughs> because it'll just free up $500 a month or probably not even more and I don't want to see you have that forever because I think here's kind of what I'm thinking high level you're 24 if we can get you to get your to get your architectural um, licensing right and and then you're going to get more work experience by doing this grad program and you come out with like little to no debt on that. And then we can tackle your undergrad and you, cause you're going to, you'll get a pretty high paying job with an architectural degree. Yeah, right? I, I should, I, I'm really thinking on that. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause you're going to have the work experience and I'm pretty sure architects, maybe don't start out, but you, you should have a decent paying job yeah. when you come out of school mm-hmm. after those exams. Yeah. So what I'm kind of thinking and just tell me what, if we use some of the settlement money and you put that in retirement in a raw mm-hmm. IRA and you invested that, and then you kind of split the difference between now and when you go back to school um, with money saving up, and then you can put some more into retirement. If you got, I really think if you got 10 or 15,000 put into a retirement account, by now, by the time you go back to school, that'd be great mm-hmm. if you did it in a raw IRA. Mm-hmm. If you haven't filed your taxes yet, you can still do one for 2018. Ooh, I filed my taxes last week. You could always ask for an amendment. Oh. And with the Roth, it's not going to matter because it's no tax break. Oh, true. Yes. So it, it won't matter um, with the tax breaks. So you could you could see if you could still do one. I think you should be able to. So you could do a Roth for 2018, do a Roth for 2019 because you have the W-2 income. Mm-hmm. And then I would probably use the rest of the money to help cover your cost for the program and how long is the program going to be out in minnesota um two semesters um including the summer just a year yeah it's not even that long oh my gosh you could have that all saved up for the most part for the majority of it okay so i would use the i would use the nine thousand settlement for your for the roths right when you say the roth so you said for 2018 and for 2019 so i know there's like a cap I don't know which one it is now because I've heard like there's an update, but I'm not sure. I know it's like five thousand to six thousand cap. Yep, it was like fifty five hundred and then six thousand. Okay, so for the 2018 one, would I go ahead and just put in six thousand? I believe for 2018 it was fifty five hundred. Oh, okay. So then I would put in that full amount. Yep, put in the full amount, and then for 2019, you could also just do fifty five hundred. Um, I think that if you got two years worth of a full, or it would be 6,000 for 2019, excuse me. Um, but if you've maxed out your Roth for two years, I would be like satisfied with you then taking a break to get the student debt paid off and get the architectural test done because it's going to increase your income potential. Does that make sense? So we're going to be like splitting the difference. So you're going to be using your money for a little bit of everything. So you're going to use some of it to get the income increase, which is by going back to school. You're going to use some of it for retirement. And then we're going to use some of your monthly money to just continue tr- uh, paying on those undergrad. Got you. And you said I should round out my payments for my student loans to 600 No, no. I was just giving oh, like for budgeting. Oh. Like if, if mind it's easier just to do round numbers to get a ballpark of where you're going to need to be so 
I think what you'll be able to cover most of it, not all of it, but if you need $3,000 a month times 12 months, you'll need about 36,000. You have 14 now. How much do you think you can save between now and when you go back to school? Um, I don't really know the number. I would have to like add up these percent. I think that math should take me a minute. I'm not, I really don't know how much it would be. I think that you probably could get, when you start school, you'd probably be somewhere close to like 15 to 20,000. Wow. Saved. From here to, to school? When do you, do you start school in September? Um, no, I start in August. Oh, you start in August. Wow. Because how much are you saving a, a month? Are you putting away around $1,000? I would say so. I'm just like, yeah. Okay, so you can probably save another $5,000. Maybe let's just say four. Mm-hmm. So that would get you to $18,000 that you would have in cash. Let's just say you use the full nine between the two Roths, right? So you get 9000 in a Roth between 18 and 19, mm-hmm. right? So you have 18000 which will cover six months of living costs for you out there and and including still making monthly payments on your student loans your undergrad loans um but if you had to you could defer them and then then your money would go farther in terms of living costs they would cover you longer so you could always defer them i just am curious with the with working out there how much if you have any extra income well no because when i'm out there like the if the I work through the program and it's only like 15 hours. Well, no, no, no. It's 10 hours per week. So that's like not a lot at all. Um, and then it's, <clears throat> I get paid for 15 hours through the school. So I guess if you combine those, I'm around 40 hours. So, but it's not like a, it, it won't be as much as I'm being paid at my job now. Okay. So, so then defer this, defer your loans for one year. And then we'll tackle those when you get out. Um, you still don't have quite enough to make it through a full year on right. your savings. But I like the idea of, of funding a Roth for you now when you're 24 yeah. and just taking that money away. And it's, in your mind, that money wasn't yeah, going to no, spend I, anyway. I just really didn't so, know what to do with it. And I was like, I like I tried to put it in like a money market account and that didn't do anything. I got like 40 cents. And I was like, yeah, no, you don't want to put it in a money market. So you want to do it in a Roth IRA, and then inside of the Roth IRA, you want to pick an investment. So the Roth IRA is just the vehicle. Then inside of it, you have to pick an investment. Like one thing that I want that money to go to? You could pick like two things, but usually with, you know, for the amount of money you're going to be putting in, one mutual fund or one ETF would be fine. And what is an ETF? An ETF, that's a great question, is an exchange-traded fund. So the the big difference between ETFs and mutual funds is mutual funds trade once a day and the ETFs trade throughout the day. So what, so what do you think we can do to cover the rest of your housing costs? Um, Have you, have you given it? I actually forgot to tell you something. This is pretty good. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I was planning on not working the full time from now to, to school because one, I need a break, and there's things, like, I have to find some other move and all that. So, like, there's things that I need to do, and I don't want to be at my job. Um, so that kind of affects the sink. <laughs> no, that's okay. So let's so let's say you have, you'll have 14000 in savings. Or maybe you just say fifteen. Do you work one more month, and then you have 15000 Yeah, I know I'll be working for the next two months for sure, but after that, there's no time. Okay. So let's say you have 15000 um saved up and then you still have the 9,000 so you can do the Roth. So you have 15,000 to go to Minnesota with. 
had you thought of like what was your what were you thinking about how to cover the housing costs? I mean, I was going to pull from my savings a little bit, um, but I just didn't want to, well, this is different. Like, I have multiple savings accounts, so, like, even though I told you that 23, like, if I were to empty one of them, yeah. it would just be, I would have no savings left. So, like, I guess that's where my, I got a little nervous, and I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. So, I was definitely prepared to pull from my savings. I am kind of talking to the school, and I'm just really want to see if there'll be time for me to get a job, like an actual job outside of the school, because um, like what they're paying me won't be enough to cover what I can't cover for a living. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not actually 100% sure on what I'm going to do in terms of like extra income for a living when I get there. So the ideal situation would be not to take another student loan, right? Yeah, yeah. That would be ideal. Um, and like you have like almost... If you have $15,000 saved and you really need 2000 to live out there, hopefully, I mean, it'd be great if you could get a roommate or something so that you didn't have to, to front the whole 1200 yeah. or 1600 since it's a year, just a year. But the worst case scenario is you take one more student loan out and then you use the student loan and supplement that with your savings so you don't have to borrow that right. much in the student loan. And then we have to have like a really aggressive plan to pay off your student loans when you get out. And, and replenish your savings. <laughs> the loans just really make me nervous. Yeah, I agree. I would love to not take a loan. Um, Cause you really, you really need to come up with like some, you probably need to be somewhere between 24 and 30,000 to get through next year with no, no student loan. That's just off living. Yeah. Well, cause if your rent is, is your rent is 1200 and you're going to be out there for a year, right? Cause it's right. semesters in the summer. So just 1,200 times 12 months is 14,400. So your savings, yeah, so your savings will cover that, but then you need food. That's a lot of money. Right, and yeah, and that's with deferring your loan. So if I'm just doubling the number and saying you need 2,000 at a minimum for 12 months is 24,000. But that's okay. But I think I do think it's worth you going back. It's one. It's one year. You're going to get right. more work experience, and you're going to be able to get the the test. You have to take these tests regardless to get, uh, yeah, the full licensing. So I think that you need to do it. I think it's a good. I, and I think you're making a prudent decision. You found a program that's one year. You've gotten everything else done. Right. This is the last step, and you're obviously taking the time to evaluate how you're going to manage the last step. So I think that probably what I, I like the idea of you funding a retirement account now, even though it means you're going to take out a little bit more probably in student loans than paying all cash for everything. But I think that you'll, you're going to have the discipline to get the loans tackled after so you can get the retirement started. And that sounds yeah. like something that was on your checklist. So I would, I would definitely do that. And then what I would do is investigate maybe a student loan for the difference between what you have saved up the 15,000. You'll probably end up needing another 15, give or take for housing um and food and you know life make sure that it's going to be a low interest rate loan and then what the plan should be is once you graduate is to really tackle your debt and see pay it off even if and you sound like a worker bee so so like when you graduate maybe you take a side hustle on so then all of that money they can really like for a couple years really tackle the debt i did not realize how much living was going to be like i I was just thinking like a month to month and you know, like 12, 12,000 doesn't, I mean, 1200 doesn't sound like a big number by itself, but I forgot what it's going to be. Yeah. So just when you're looking at it, yeah. Times it by, 
by 12. That's why when you're going out there, like I would totally take, you're going to be so busy. Like I would totally take on a roommate and only have to pay 600. Yeah, it makes sense. I just like an undergrad, I did not have all of the most pleasant roommate experiences. And then I'm in a whole city by myself, which you would think would make you want to be with like, you know, but that's too much of an experiment for me. (laughs) And that kind of scares me. So I don't know. But maybe I should look into it because well, be be open to it. How about that? You don't have to do it, but be maybe be open to the idea that if you find somebody and you think it would be a good fit, or even if not even be a good fit, right? You've never seen them. <laughs> like, so how busy are you? <laughs> yeah, like, so how many classes do you take? Maybe find someone that's super busy okay. that you would never see, and then that would be right. the ideal rooming situation. Yeah, but does all um, of this make sense? Yes. Um, that's the biggest things. Like, I really wanted to tackle retirement, which I'm glad. Yeah, I, I agree with you because you, putting money away at 24, right. I mean, is a game changer. So you have that. Yeah, it's a huge game changer. So you have that money already earmarked that you're not going to okay. spend it. You might as well use that for your retirement. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that was it. Well, we should definitely have you back on once you okay. finish school to figure out how we're going to tackle your undergrad and then whatever you need to do to supplement to get the architectural yeah, test. Yeah, that would be there. great because, yeah, I – more loans and more money do what I'm doing. Yeah, no, but it makes sense to do it. It'd be silly not to. It'd be like going to law right. school and then not sitting for the bar because it's another five. Like you don't want to, already, you've already invested in your education. You just need to, yeah, you just got to go that little extra bit. And I know it's hard to take out the money and I, I hate recommending doing it, but you really need to because otherwise you're not going to be able to earn what you should be able to earn right. because you didn't get the last step done. So yeah, no, you, you need to do it. <laughs> I appreciate it. I'm just like, you know, taking everything in. and like, Yeah, absolutely. Well, Nakray, thank you for joining us on the podcast. So for our listeners, if you like our podcast, please let us know and like us and subscribe and share your comments on iTunes. You can also find us on Spotify and share with your friends. Share the love here. We all want to get future rich. It's not fun to do it alone. Make sure your friends are on board. And you can check out our personal finance classes at www.financial.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.